0: Deep in the night When
1: all the world is quiet Someone came and took her
2: lover's life Johanna, Johanna
0: Most ghoulish greetings, every single one of you. Thank you so much for stopping by making Paranormal Prowler's podcast part of your day. Those tunes you just heard, as always, is courtesy of the awesome Bobby Mackey, and I'm your host, Tessa Morrow. Now, last week, we heard from Tombstone local Bruce Burnett. Well, this week, we head back to the town that's too tough to die and talk all things paranormal with Kevin Wilde. He's the founder and the lead investigator for Wild Night Paranormal, and he works at Doc Holiday Saloon. Kevin Wild, thank you so much for taking time out of your day and talking all things paranormal with me. I know you're a very, very busy guy.
1: Thank you. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's been kind of busy, but I'm glad we finally got, we get to sit down and talk though.
0: I know. Better late than never, for sure. The pleasure's all mine. All right. So welcome to Paranormal Prowler's podcast
1: happy to be here.
0: Thank you. So, Kevin, let's hop right into the paranormal, something that we're both very passionate about. What was your very first experience when it comes to the paranormal and supernatural?
1: Oh, that was a very long time ago. One of my very first memories, actually, in life is when I was about four years old. I was raised in an apartment in Burbank, California. One of my, like I said, one of my very first memories in life is I was about I was four years old. Was that? I don't know what time it was. I was, you know, too young to to really get the idea of marking down the time. But I remember walking out of my room. We had a hallway from my room. There was a hallway that went into the kitchen. And I remember walking in there, and I saw what what I thought was a, a, another kid in our apartment. Oh. And it was only me and my two sisters, and my sisters are older than me, so I was really little. They weren't, you know, they weren't little like this kid was. Yeah. I, I can't remember if it was a boy or a girl that I saw, but I just remember it being a kid. And I saw it in the kitchen. It was standing there. And I remember asking, I, I believe I asked either, who are you or what are you doing here? Yeah. And after that, it just kind of disappeared. And that and I never saw it again. And like I said, that was when I was four years old. So I've, I've actually had quite a few experiences growing up, but that's the very first one I can remember. And it was very early in life.
2: Wow. So given at
1: the time, I had no idea what it was. I didn't know. I was only four years old. I, I had no clue what, what had even happened or what it was.
0: Right. So. Incredible. And so was it like, would you say, if? do you remember it being kind of like, was it misty or like, was it like you and me, like where I could just reach my hand out and touch you?
1: Oh, I could very clearly see it. I knew, I knew it was, it was another kid in the house. And, and yeah. me, I thought, you know, friend or whatever, but you know, like it—it it was pretty clear. It wasn't misty or anything like that. I mean, it didn't. It wasn't like, like if they were like sitting like five feet in front of you or like how we're talking right now. But mm-hmm. like, I saw, and I saw him clear enough to know that it was—it was a kid.
0: Wow, that's incredible. Makes you kind of wonder, like did this kid die in this house at some point or maybe, you know, a family member lived there. I always try to think cause I've lived in haunted locations myself, you know, like we go out and investigate these places, but usually you could go home. But when you live in a haunted location, it's kind of like, you know, there's no off switch. You don't get to, you know, take right. a break from it. And so, you know, there's been so many times where like in Colorado, I used to live in what used to be this old lumber yard and it was converted into this like beautiful Penthouse upstairs where it was taking over three storefronts. And there were so many times where all of a sudden I would get these like phantom smells, really strong of pine or, and this is before I knew it was what it was before in the past, the lumber yard. And I would get like cedar and pine and really strong. And other people would come up and I'd say, Do you guys smell this? And they wouldn't smell it, only me. And then that's my mom's building. And later on she told me, Oh, yeah. It used to be a lumber yard. And, but it just kind of makes you wonder, like, what's happening at these locations? You know, like, what's the history exactly of what happened here?
1: Right. Yeah, I, can, I get asked all the time because I've I lived in, in a couple of haunted locations. And one of the things that people uh, i have been asked in the past is, what's it like living in a haunted house? And I've got to tell you, one of my big things I like to say is, for, it's not fun. Like, if you actually live in a, in a haunted house, like one that's got some really like stuff going on real bad stuff going on yeah living in a haunted house is not fun i've been there and it's i won't even go back to that house to this day it's out in california and i won't even set foot on the property
0: is this same house that you're talking about earlier with the child
1: no that was when i was a kid when i was in burbank this happened more i would think i was about 1920 at the time when i lived in that house actually no i think it, i think i was 20 i was 21 or 22 that was a haunted house, and it was not fun to live in. I will never go back there.
0: Oh, wow. Something crazy must have happened there if you don't want to ever go back there again. What happened exactly, I mean, if you want to talk about it?
1: I ended up looking up the history of the house. I did know the owners of the property mm-hmm. uh, I was renting at the time. I think they, they it was about four or five of their family members had actually committed suicide in the house. They had rented the house over the years, and one of the tenants they had committed suicide in the house. There was two families that lived there before I had had moved in there, and they actually had gone crazy, and one family had to be removed from the property. The other family had their kids taken away, and I guess one of them did jail time for for something. Jeez. In the actual room that I stayed in in the house was one of the rooms that three of the suicides had happened in. I didn't know it when I moved in. Yeah. Uh, I got approached to rent the house, and it was a really good price, so I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'll totally, there was a three-bedroom house you know, on the top of a mountain. So yeah. like I had a great no neighbors, you know, it was perfect. So yeah, I ended up finding that out later on and yet that house was just nasty. It was I ended up actually living there for two years. Wow. Um, for about a year and a half I lived there by myself. And even with me, it took a lot out of me. Like I ended up going crazy at one point. I literally just packed a bag and I left. And I left a whole bunch of my property there and I, I just never went back. It was just one of those places where I had a really bad at the end I had a really bad experience and I, just, I sat there and I was like, I'm done. And I just, I literally grabbed a couple bags, threw my clothes in and I left. I actually had five cars up there at the time and I didn't go back for two weeks to get my cars. <laughs> uh, I left with one of them. Uh, I left the property with one and I just wouldn't go back. And then finally I had to go get my cars. So, right. And when I went up there, I just, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. I just, I had a bunch of friends come up to drive the cars out and I said, get, let's get them. Let's get out of here. So, and I left that day and have never gone back. And that was, that was quite a few years ago. So, and to this day, like, even when I visit, I go visit my, where the town where I came from, where that house is at, I won't go anywhere near even that road that goes up to that house.
0: Oh, incredible.
1: So, Um, like when when people say, what's it like living in a haunted house? It's not fun.
0: Yeah, I hear you. I mean, really, the haunted houses that I've lived in really was nothing, like, aggressive. It really was more just, like, okay, footsteps coming up the stairs and closer to me and no one's there and some different things like that. But I mean, I've had a few different little things, but nothing where I was like, I'm never coming back here again, but I can only imagine.
1: I've had plenty of the good experiences too, like the house, you know, whatever spirits are, they're just playful. They like to just mess around. Yeah. So I mean, I've, I've lived in a couple spots just like that. So it's not, when I say living in a haunted house isn't fun, it's not really technically to all of them. It's yeah. just the really bad ones. Because, yeah, I've lived in some places where, you know, they're, they're you know, playful spirits or they just like be a little mischievous and they like to move things around, knock things over, but yeah. they're not trying to move you. So right. I've, I've been in those situations plenty of times as well, and it's actually been a lot of fun. And I'm just so used to it at this point from doing this, you know, being involved with it and investigating actually since I was a kid. I'm just used to it at this point that if something falls in front of me or, yeah, you know, that's why I don't get scared very often because, you know, I get asked that a lot. I get people will say, you know, doesn't this
2: stuff scare you well,
1: it used to when I was younger, but, you know, yeah. I'm so used to it now that, like I said, something could fall right in front of me right now or behind me, and I would just be like, okay.
0: Right. <laughs> it's just the norm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So before we started recording, you actually mentioned something that was kind of interesting that I wanted to talk a little bit about. You used to be like a gravedigger. You worked in the morgue. You, I mean, talk a little bit about doing something like that. I've always wanted to do something like that. It actually started when I
1: was about 14 years old. Wow. Um, I got offered a job at a family friend crematorium. Mm. And so I started doing that. And then I kind of over time, just working there, you just you meet other people and you meet people that are in the funeral industry. And I ended up meet, making a good friend with somebody out in Long Beach out there in California. And I got a job as a gravedigger there. So I think by that time, I was probably I was about Almost eighteen, or I was eighteen at the time. So then after that, you know, I ended up getting, you know, having getting my driver's license, being obsessed with hearses and all that. Cause yeah. I have been since I was a kid. I drive being a hearse driver for a little while, and that was a lot of fun. Except for getting all the licensing to do it, it was, it was kind of a pain. Oh, I bet. But <laughs> I apprenticed at a couple of funeral homes out in California, being an assistant at, at, a, at a morgue. Like you get to see, you know, it's what you what you would expect, <laughs> you know. Right. But I also did a lot of the uh the driving the pickups and from driving uh the bone wagons the bands so uh having to do pickups and i did actually also did crime scene cleanup for a couple of years oh
2: wow, so
1: that was an intense one i think if i had if I was asked if I'd rather work in a morgue or do crime scene cleanup again, I would take the morgue
2: yeah so I bet.
1: it's it, there were some uh there were some times where yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not queasy or nothing. I I can watch all, I can see all kinds of things. They don't bother me. But like some of the situations you, I, I walked into, you're just like, oh my god. Yeah, I've been around, been around the funeral industry quite a little bit. In my in my younger years, well, I'm not really that old. I'm 36 now, but these were mm-hmm. back like in my early 20s. And I kind of just moved out of that once I decided to start traveling. And, and, and I just went on to other things. So I just never went back to working in that industry anymore. So, I mean, I guess, since you kind of still work, work with it, doing what we do, but you know. Right. Um, So yeah, that was, uh, that was part of my past as well.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's cool. uh, Yeah. And I know you still have a hearse to this day and we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. I definitely want to hear more about that for sure. So, hands down Kevin where is the most active location that you have ever investigated and I'm not just saying like tombstone but just like ever
1: it would have to be that house I told you about the one I won't go back to
2: yeah that That, makes sense the
1: most intense one I have ever done I mean I've done plenty of great you know cemeteries you know I've done a bunch of abandoned buildings I've been to abandoned hospitals but the absolute most craziest most active place was that house and it wasn't just the activity. It was just downright scary, like terrifying in there.
2: Um, yeah.
1: Everywhere. Well, man because, I mean, I lived in the house. So. Right. I actually had animals that were in the house at the time during one of the last times that something major happened in there. I had animals in the house that actually died because were, they died in the result of what was happening oh in the God. house. Oh, so. my
2: God. I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. That's horrible. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, that is the most wow. craziest
1: investigation I've ever done. And I will never do a revisit of it. Oh, <laughs> so, I can't
0: blame you that's that's absolutely horrible and i mean like you said several people committed suicide there and then you yourself started to feel like you were going insane and then losing animals like oh that breaks my heart yeah that's horrible well i'm glad you're out of there now you're in a way better location when. tombstone i
2: absolutely
1: love tombstone this is one of the greatest towns i've ever been in
0: Oh yeah, for real. It's, it's my number one on my list and I do love going there and I always love talking about Tombstone. And so we're definitely going to talk about that here in a little while. But, uh, so you do have rehearsed as mentioned earlier, and that is like really certified badass. We will talk more about Tombstone and investigations and encounters here in a minute, but first I'm dying. No pun intended, <laughs> to hear more yeah. about your hearse. How did you come about getting this one that you have at the moment? And do you know the history behind it?
1: I do know a little bit of the history behind it. It was actually taken out of service in 2005. Hmm. I bought it from a guy in uh, in Tucson. Cool. Um, he actually bought it from when they took it out of service. He bought it from them. So I'm actually, since out of service, I'm the second owner on it. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much as much, as far as the histories I know on it is that it was taken out of service in in two thousand five, went to the guy that I bought it from, and then now I have it. It's a lot of fun owning one. I've actually owned twenty eight of them
0: now. Oh my god, twenty
1: eight. So, yeah, I've, I've <laughs> had. To, I used to collect them. Uh, at one time, I actually had seven at one time.
2: Wow, um, that's impressive. 19,
1: yeah, ranging from nineteen fifties all the way up until the time was somewhat current. So it would be more like around 2006 when I had all seven at once. So it's a lot of fun owning them. A lot you get asked a lot of questions. The one that everybody hates the most, you because I'm, I'm a member of a lot of the hearse groups online. I know a, a lot of people that that have like the hearse clubs and everything. And we can all collectively agree that the one question we hate the most and we always get it is your hearse haunted. <laughs> 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 we get it all the time. In fact, I got it from somebody here in town. It was it was. Last year, actually, uh, <laughs> I was at the gas station here, and somebody came up and was like, because yeah, I have my ma- I have my, my, lo- my logo on the side of it, so you know, yeah. people, they came up to me, and they asked me about what I do, and then they, they asked me. They said, so I- is your car haunted? And I was like, oh, God. Um, no, <laughs> no. Hurses aren't. I, I don't believe hearses are haunted. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I love them so much that maybe when I pass away, I might haunt one, but I've never heard of a hearse being haunted. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. So, well, no, they're, they're, uh, but they're a lot of fun to
0: own yeah definitely I can only imagine well I have to say Kevin in my list of questions here that's not one of them if it's haunted
1: okay <laughs> well <laughs> but, I've already answered it it's not haunted <laughs> so,
0: but out of all the okay 28 hearses that you have had which one was your absolute most favorite and why
1: my I uh, had a 1959 Cadillac that was my absolute favorite one that's the one that everybody wants the one with the big tail fins on it Everybody wants one, and I got to have one for a little while. I sold it because somebody made me an offer on it, and they, they literally they flashed the money right in front of me. Wow! I wasn't going through hard times or nothing. I just I saw the money and I was like, oh yeah, okay, I can use that. Yeah. So I sold it. I've regretted it ever since. <laughs> the very next day, I regretted it. I want. I called the. I tried to get a hold of the guy. Just say, hey, I'll give you your money back. You know he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna give it back. So oh, uh, that was my ultimate my ultimate favorite one I did my oldest one was which was kind of another favorite of mine was I had a 1938 which was really nice. It wasn't restored or anything it was it was just original but it, I mean it ran somewhat. Yeah. When I was able to drive around the block and stuff I couldn't take it on any long trips but yeah my 1959 that was my ultimate favorite. So in fact somewhere I've still got pictures of it somewhere in my computer or in a photo album. somewhere I just I always keep stuff
0: like that my heart goes out to you because I could you know it's like so tempting like cold hard cash right there and like you said you weren't in hard times but opportunities like that don't come very often but yeah I'm with you I'd probably regret it the second it happened I'm like wait
2: (laughs) but yeah yeah. Yeah, Very,
1: very next day I woke up and I was like oh what did I do yeah so i've never been able to find one again that i can pick up and restore i just one i don't i don't have the time to restore vehicles like i used to with everything else i do now so i used I actually used to have a, a hot rod motorcycle shop out in california so like mm. restoring cars was kind of my business along with investigating and which then i, I didn't make a business out of paranormal investigation so my business yeah. was actually my should and i kind of just did the investigating as my fun which i still do now i just made, made a business out of it now one day I'll have another one. I'll find yeah. one again one day, and I'll and I'll get it. So
0: that's right. Um, well, yeah, actually, California is. I've had over over seventy countries listen, and every state in the United States and California is the number one. I'm a nerd. I totally keep track of the cities, <laughs> and so California is by far number one in the list of you know most listened to, and so who knows. Somebody might be listening, going, "Hey, I remember that dude."
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I've actually run into people here in Tombstone that we end up. I I, I meet people here, some, of, and there's actually some locals I've run into them, and they were, were actually from the same area. And wow. this actually happened just a couple weeks ago. Um, I ran into a local here that i would never really talked to before, and we got to talking, and we found out we're actually from the same town. When we started talking about that, they and we started. We were sitting down and we were talking. And I showed them a picture of my hearse, and they said, "Oh yeah." They said we used to see a guy out in, in you know, where, where we're our hometown. They're like, we used to see a guy out there driving a hearse around all the time. I said, it was probably me. Uh- <laughs> so when I actually started describing some of the hearses that I had, they said, "Yeah, that we saw that one." I was like, "Yeah, that was me." That's awesome. Like, not always driving them around. That is so cool. You know, it, it's like something happened quite actually more than more than a couple times here now.
0: That's great. It just goes to show how small this world is, you know? It's like that, that's awesome. I love that. You know, I've always loved hearses. There, it was a couple years back, I was just driving and I was in a huge hurry to get somewhere, but I saw this hearse, your typical hearse. The license plate said, vacancy on it and I loved that I thought that was so cool so I like even though I was in a rush I was like okay I need to stop real quick and take a picture (laughs) Um, but I've always loved the horse-drawn curses like those to me are just phenomenal like whenever I go to the bird cage I always have to go to the Mariah and I just they're just like so I don't know there's just something about them
1: (laughs) yeah I actually had a uh, I had a horse-drawn one for a couple years It was, it was completely run down and it, I just had it in my front. I literally had it in my front yard
2: and
1: at the time I was living on, on some property. So yeah, just right. out, you opened my front door and there it was sitting in the front yard. I mean, like I said, it was very run down. It was falling apart, but you know, I I bought it from some guy that had it out in actually in Bakersfield out there in California Mm, and really bought it. I bought it for 500 bucks, went out there and I had to transport it back. Transporting it back was a pain first we had to get it on a trailer and then you know and keep in mind the whole thing is is falling apart oh, so yeah getting on the trailer was a chore in itself and then driving it back the whole time with pieces of it falling off
2: oh shit
1: yeah. so but yeah then i got it to my house and it just i just sat it in the yard it was just a ornament a yard ornament and that's all i had it for yeah so never had any intentions of restoring it or doing anything with it i guess it was just a cool yard decoration for me so yeah
0: The Halloween stores, they have, like, the skeleton bats and cats and dogs and horses. That would have been cool, like, to have a horse...
1: I've always thought about getting one. I always thought about it. I saw the horde skeletons. Yeah. And every time I'd come across one, I'd I'd be at a point where I'm like, I don't really need that. Yeah. But I look back on it now and I'm kind of like, you know, I kind of wish I would have done that because now I don't, (laughs) like I said, I don't have that anymore.
2: Right. And
1: I don't live on that property. I don't have nearly all the stuff I used to have. Like I used One of the big things that I was actually in the newspaper for a couple of times out in California was I used to run a, a haunted house every year for Halloween. Mm. and i had all the props i had caskets i actually had old retired coroner vehicles in the yard wow. um, i would do a whole setup and i'd run it for a week long and so like i said now i look back on it now and i'm like i don't have any of that stuff anymore so like now i wish i would have gone you know done stuff like that like i should have gotten those skeleton horses
2: yeah you know
1: so like i said again maybe one day you know we'll see what happens because uh, i'm always collecting weird stuff it, it never ends so yeah, you know, I see something weird, and I'll most of the time I'll just buy it. I just gotta have it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. From time to time on Facebook, I see you posting like, "Look what I got today," or whatever. And so now it seems it's like not, you gotta.
1: That's a common occurrence for me. You're, you'll you'll always see me do that. So that yeah. you'll probably be I'll probably be picking up more stuff by by the middle of next week. So you'll <laughs> end up seeing more of it.
0: No, that's awesome. Gotta love it. So you know, you're in a small town, Tombstone, where. Okay. So you have a hearse. Do you, is it like an operational thing where like, if somebody says, Hey, Kevin, my grandma just died. You know, we want to go through town in the hearse. Like, are you able to do that? Or is there like, you know, like licenses and permits and all that crap that you have to do?
1: Well, I don't really know so much about Arizona. I actually, what's funny is that that you asked that is I've been asked to do that twice now. Oh, Wow. Yeah, there was uh, there's been a couple uh, situations where someone here in town passed away, they, and I got approached saying, "Hey, would this be something you'd be willing to do?" And I I told them yes. It's, it hasn't happened. They the plans ended up changing, but oh. no, it, it's completely functional. It it's still I've actually been asked once if it's actually still in service because it still has uh, all the equipment on it. It still has the full table. Well, not the full table, but it still has a table in the back where you wow. can still load a cap it has all the rollers it has all the locks that go with it yeah uh it's got it's got a siren i mean it's it's got everything it can still be in service yeah uh, at least it looked that way Um, it does have a back seat in it now so i mean that that's kind of a little different than when it would be in service but yeah i've actually been asked a couple of times if that would be something i would do and uh, yeah. like i said it, it never went as far as me actually doing it but i have been
2: asked that
0: yeah. And like you said, just recently, two times already. So who knows, maybe sometime you'll get asked and it'll go through and it doesn't have like a coffin or a casket in it. No, I don't
1: have any. Yeah. I don't have anything. In
0: that's yeah, that's cool. So I'm kind of a nerd when I get something like I'll name certain things and people make fun of me for it. Did Have you named your hearse? No, I
1: actually have never named any of them. <laughs> I've actually I've never named any of my cars. I, I've owned probably, oh god! If my if my if my family or my really close friends end up watching this, they're probably going to be like, no, actually, you've got this many. I think I've probably <laughs> I, I've owned probably eighty or ninety cars easily.
2: Oh my um, goodness! Wow! I, I,
1: I just probably more. I'm just throwing a number out there because I know I know I've had quite a few. Wow!
2: So I,
1: I remember I remember one year alone I ended up owning like like I said what well, one time I had you know seven Cadillac hearses at one time so yeah uh, and one year I probably ended up having about 15 cars so I mean like it, it adds up over time
2: yeah no that's... I've
1: had way more than I've just said but you know, <laughs> it's a whole list I don't want to go down
0: oh that's wild well it's funny because sometimes I'll look at something and go hey that should be named this and your hearse looks like either like a Vampire or a Betty Page just saying <laughs> you're like yeah you are a nerd
2: you're right <laughs> oh, no, that's okay <laughs> oh my no, god i've
1: never named i've never named a single car
0: <laughs> i don't think it's a common thing like again i'm just the weirdo
1: <laughs> oh no it's it's common because i actually get have been asked what's its name with all my other cars too do you have a name for it do you name it everything no no i don't have any names for my cars <laughs> no it's like right now it's either i, I people ask me or i or I think, No, I'm either just going to go drive the van, or I'm going to go drive the hearse. Like I just call them by what they are. So
2: (laughs) yeah.
0: Oh, but you're you know your your hearse is white, right? Yeah. And your hearse is Betty White. (laughs) Betty
2: White.
1: That that might be too soon for some people. It might be too soon. Oh. (laughs) Don't feel the pain of that. (laughs) Oh,
0: I'm still sad that she died. I loved her. People used to make fun of me. I would be like sitting there with a stogie watching Golden Girls. It's like, I don't care. <laughs> I love
1: that show. But um, she, she, was, she was very tough. She was definitely a tough woman, that's for sure. I
0: know. I thought she would make it to 100. I was so shocked when she died. I was so sad. But yeah, I, uh, Betty White. I'm going to go for a ride in Betty White. So, Kevin, I have to say, you know, I fell in love with Tombstone the first time I went there. A while back, you told me that you went to visit and you liked it so much that you never left. And I could totally see why. I mean, I really can. What is your favorite thing about Tombstone?
1: Honestly, it's the locals. I'm friends with everybody here. Just the very first day when I when I came here to visit, the very first day, I made a couple friends just at one of the local saloons here.
2: Yeah. And
1: I'm still very good friends with them to, to this day. You know, almost five years later, you know, we're still really good friends. I just love it. I love being able to walk into any, any restaurant, any shop here and just know who's in there. And they say hi. We say hi to each other. And, you know, you can go sit down with these people after, you know, when they get off work. And you guys can just sit down and just have a good time. You know, everybody's yeah. friends. You know, it's got a small town drama like like any small town does, but yeah. It, my big thing is that, like I said, I'm just friends with everybody, and I absolutely love it.
2: Uh, right. Even like
1: where I'm sitting now, so I, I moved to an apartment here in, in Tombstone, and I know all my neighbors, that my next-door neighbors. I know all of them. That's awesome. When I first moved here, I started moving stuff in, and they started coming out of their doors to come, you know, see the new guy moving in. You know, I look at them like, hey, what's going on, man? Like, we already <laughs> know each other. <laughs> so like everybody here knows they know what I do. Everybody's got a ghost story. They've always approached me with it. Yeah. It doesn't matter where I'm at in town or, and I've always put it out there that no matter where you see me in town, it doesn't matter if I'm busy. doesn't matter if I'm sitting by myself, come up and say hi. And people, and they always do. Locals always do.
2: And yeah.
1: It, 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 that's, that's my favorite part here.
2: Yeah. And I just love supporting
1: the town. I always, I try to keep my money here uh, as much as possible. So I like shopping at all the local places. If I know I can get something at the local dollar store here, that's where I'm going. I'm not going to waste my time going to a bigger store, right? You know, it's just the whole small town, small town feeling, and the whole thing with small towns. I love it, and just yeah, I love it here. And of course, it's a very active town.
2: Yes, so we
1: get a <laughs> lot of spending here, so it just works out perfect.
0: Yeah. I have to agree the people are quite phenomenal. I I love how they just kind of and I told Bruce this last week, but I just love how they treat you like a local. They're wanting to talk and yeah, it's just a uh, very neat and I love the small towns. I've always been attracted to small towns. It's just like like you said, they all have their drama and what have you, and everyone knows each other's business a lot of the times. But I just yeah. I just love the fact that, like you said, you could just go somewhere and everyone's like, hey, how's it going, Tessa? How's it going, Kevin? What's up? Very friendly and the atmosphere is great. The history and being so active, yeah. like you said.
1: That's another part that I love so much, too, is that, uh, yeah. just like they said, everybody knows what I do. So, like, it happens all the time. In fact, I'm probably after this. I'm actually gonna go meet with some friends in town. Nice. And it will probably happen again. Like, people, I'll walk down the street, and uh, one of the locals comes like, "Hey, I saw you. I saw your latest video. Like, that was creepy, or that was awesome." Like, I get that all the time. In fact, even over in the next town over, over in Sierra Vista, I've gotten. I've had somebody come up to. I was shopping at Walmart. This was a little over a month ago, and I was just at Walmart shopping, and like, someone came up behind me in one of the aisles. And they said, "Hey," and they kind of tapped me on the shoulder. They said, "Hey," and I turned around. Didn't recognize him at all. I'd never seen this person. Hmm. They said, "I've seen you. Like, I, I've seen your uh, you're the you're the ghost hunter. You're the paranormal guy out there <laughs> in Tombstone." And I was like, "Yeah, that's me. Like, dude, I love your stuff. That's awesome." So, like, that's that's one of the other things I really like is that you know you just walk down the street and like the locals will come up or and they'll be like, "Hey, your new video. I saw it. That was awesome. That was creepy." There's no way in hell I'd be in there. So, yeah. That's one of the other things. It's just
0: a great town. Oh, it is. And like you said, it's neat that they support each other. Like uh, when we were there, we went to Doc Holidays a few times, but almost every night we were going to the Oriental and it was just neat. Like, okay, so-and-so works here, but then I'm over here at Big Nose Kate's and I see them over here. Like, you know, there's, like you said, you're supporting your town, small business. You're going, you know, to your local saloons and, you know, the restaurants and shopping and everything. And so... That neat stuff for sure. So Kevin, where is your go to place to investigate in Tombstone? I know there's so many and
1: the, I've done the Oriental Saloon actually four times now.
2: Oh wow. Um,
1: yeah, and I've always caught something in there. Um, I do like going to the Undertaker's yeah. the, the ladies over there. Right. Yeah, we, you know them. Oh yeah. Yeah, I like I love investigating with them. We always have a good time. We're always catching something. Yes. So I, I like going over there. I actually will, because I do work at Doc Holiday Saloon as well.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I actually do plan on investigating there actually pretty soon. So oh, cool. that's going to be another good one. Go to spot. I mean, really anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you just go anywhere. Again. Just walk down Allen Street. and You're going to see a shadow somewhere. Right. It happens all the time. So, I mean, you just really just go anywhere. But I think when it comes to the most active place that I've done so far, I just recently did the China Mary House, which yes. is also known as Moon I just did that last week. And I got to say, that's been the most active place I've caught. Like I said, I, I'm so used to this kind of stuff. I don't get scared with it anymore. Yeah. Nothing creeps me out. I got creeped out there. Really? Um, and that's the first time in a long time that I've actually been on an investigation or somewhere like that. And I've actually gotten the creeps. And oh. I just like kind of got uneasy. and like. But I didn't leave. I I, I will never leave. I don't care how scared I get. Yeah. Like I said, I haven't gotten scared in a very long time. So that was a, that was a first in in years. It was awesome. So that's a very active spot. Yeah. Um,
0: I did want to hear more about that investigation. Actually. I was just like, when you, when I saw your post on Facebook saying that you were going there, I was like, Oh, I know. I definitely want to hear about that. So I know you're probably still going through audio and all that stuff. It takes Oh yeah. Oh, but what did happen there? Well, everything's
1: gonna come out in the video. Oh I okay. have the video hopefully in about a week. But I do want to share some of the stuff. I wanna share the stuff that kinda creeped me out a little bit. One is I know I got touched once. Nice. I had one point where I haven't gotten to the point in the footage where I've had to been able to review this part yet, but there was a part where I'm filming and I have my camera in my hand. Yeah. And and it's, keep in mind, it's completely dark. And I'm just looking on this little screen and whatever light's coming off of that and whatever light's coming off of the equipment that I have laid out. And as I'm sitting there, I'm holding my camera and it literally looked like like fingers came around and almost tried to grab the camera out of my hand. I saw it for a split second. Wow. Now, of course, I even say in when I was filming, I don't know if it was a bug. I got to check. So I, like I said, I haven't gotten that part of the, the footage yet to review it. But uh, that was a creepy moment for me because like literally my heart stopped. And, like, I I got chills. I was cold. And it was like, I literally thought I saw fingers wrap around and try to grab the camera from me. And it did, keep in mind, it came out of the the complete dark because I can't see what's going on besides a little bit of light from equipment and the little screen on the camera. So that's going to be fun to see that. got everywhere from just equipment was going off. Uh, I had some some equipment that actually got moved from one end to to where I had it laid out to a completely other end. And it was actually one of my REM pods back here, which there's no way. A REM pod can be moved that far. It's not going to roll. It's not going to do anything like that. Yeah. Know, anywhere to where chairs got moved. I, but like I said, I haven't gotten to the point yet on the footage if I caught that or not. Yeah. I know personally it happened because I know how I set up my investigations. I know what I make, what I check.
2: Right. And
1: what happened in having chairs sitting in a different spot than where I know I put them. Yeah. So hopefully I caught it. I haven't gotten to that point of reviewing yet, but uh, hopefully I caught that because I know those moved. I know, I know. know. Very well where I where I put those chairs and they they've been moved. Like I said after after today I I wanted to take a few days off because I've been really busy and I really wanted to sit down with you and and really get we've been planning this for a while. I know. So after today I'm gonna kind of get back into doing everything because I I needed a break for a couple days. So I'm really gonna get down to reviewing all the footage. I'm hopefully hoping to have the video out maybe within like the next six or seven days. for for that for that investigation so because i've got other ones that are coming up and i really would like to get that video out so i'm not getting backed up on reviewing and having to get videos out so because it is it's a lot of work to put them together especially because most of the time i review everything on my own i hear you and it it takes days because i mean i'm at some points in investigations i'm running up to like nine cameras at a time and they're running for hours on end so like i literally have to sit down and watch nine, like possibly nine hours of footage on or 10 hours of footage on nine different
2: cameras. Wow. So it's a (laughs) long time. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. And so do you have a team that goes in with you or do you do solo?
1: In the earlier, when I first started wild night paranormal, I, uh, I was solo and then I ended up bringing a team in and just over Course of time, just a couple of the members had to move away. One focused on another job, and yeah. this, you know some of them just parted ways. Yeah. Uh, so I went. I went back to going solo, and I mainly do solo work. I've actually had people that have come up to me and say, "Hey, your solo works way better. We love that." Yeah. But I do like working with a team, and I have friends that that you know, I do this with. It's my I use the team for like bigger locations. If we're doing like a property or like a bigger profit building, that's yeah. when the crew comes in. Otherwise, I'll, I'll mostly just be solo i actually tend to catch more activity when i'm solo yeah i do have somebody who is getting ready to move here it's actually my brother oh cool
2: and,
1: uh, yeah he's moving here uh nice. actually at the end of this month and he's going to become part of the part well he's kind of unofficially a crew member right now because <laughs> he doesn't live here but he's going to be living here permanently so he's actually going to be joining the crew and what people are going to start seeing is a lot more of videos with me and him in it that's awesome so because we're always working together. When he's around, or whenever I've gone and visited him, or he's visited me, we're always working together. We're always side by side. Yeah. So people are gonna start seeing a lot of stuff with him in it. So and the crew will also be coming in as well, because there is there are some bigger ones that are coming up where I'm yeah. gonna want everybody in on it. So yeah. So but like I said, most of the time I I do work solo. Yeah. I catch more activity that way, and it, it's just a lot less chaotic going in, especially with some of the places I'm doing. They're not very big. So you get like, you know, three or four people in there. It gets crowded, especially with all the equipment. You've got a, there's way too much going on. Yeah. So, but yeah, I did. Like I said, I do, I do have a crew. I mostly do solo, but I do have the crew. And then my brother is going to be moving here. So everybody's going to start seeing him a lot more.
0: That's cool. So, yeah. I, I can appreciate yeah. that. My sister, she used to be part of my team and she'll always be an honorary member, obviously, but she moved out of the country And I sure miss her, but so I, that is neat. Like, you know, having a sibling that has also the passion for the same thing as you and that you could, you know, do that together. And so that's kind of neat. And I'm with you. I love solo investigations. There are some people out there who just like shit on them saying, you know, that's not right. You're not supposed to do that. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I guess I missed the guidebook of the paranormal, you know, like with me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Everybody
0: investigates differently. I know so. they do. I, you know, I mean, because I drive a lot from North Carolina to Colorado several times a year. And, you know, because of those solo trips, I've been able to investigate Sloss Furnaces and Waverly Hills and, you know, different places like that. That I w- Oh, sorry, Sloss Furnaces, but uh, my team's not here. I better go home.
1: <laughs> you know, it's like no i sometimes it doesn't always work out because you know sometimes not everybody from from a crew can be there at the same time everybody's got their own line oh yeah got work you know like actually one of me and one of my one of my team members we work at the same place cool so when i'm not working he's working so like the schedules are kind of we get like maybe like a day or two where we both have the same day off and it's almost impossible to set up an investigation in two days you just can't do it
2: right you
1: know when you got a haul especially with how much equipment i pack up and 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 travel with and we'll take to an investigation yeah there's two days no way you need more planning than that i hope in the future that's going to change and we'll be able to be able to go do a lot more stuff together with like everybody in fact what's funny is my my brother actually just I'm looking at my phone. My brother just texting right now. asking me what I'm doing. Oh nice. You <laughs> <laughs> must you must you must feel that we're talking about him right now. That's
0: right. His ears are ringing. Well, you know it's yeah, kind of yeah. cool because I know you said you work at Doc Holidays Saloon and he works there too. And I know you said you're planning on investigating there. So hopefully he would be at that investigation at least.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I got a feeling because I'm obviously I'm friends with all the employees down there. We're all friends. We're all family down there. Uh, so I imagine during the investigation, probably everybody's going to want to be in on that one because we all know we've all had our own experiences in that bar. Yeah. Um, so like we, I know me personally, when I close at night, because I'm one of the bartenders there. And when I close at night, I'm by myself, even when I'm not by myself, I'll, I see things all the time. You hear things. And it just It's always going on in there. So, and every single employee has their own experience there. So, uh, I imagine when I do an investigation there, probably everybody at some point is going to want to be there. So, it'll probably be a lot of fun. So, I'm hoping to get that going here within the next couple months and do something over there. So,
0: That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And so, how can people who are listening to this and are interested in, like, watching some of your videos, how are they able to find you?
1: I'm on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Twitter, and then also on Patreon as well. You just look up Wild Night Paranormal, and it will come up. So cool. it doesn't uh, you. can Google it. It'll come up. I do have a phone. I can't memorize it offhand right now. It is on all the social media pages. There is a phone number. You can get a hold of me. It's through the, through the business. So And one thing I always want to make make sure everybody knows is that anything that you send me or anything, because like I said, I do a lot of private work too. There's stuff you'll never see I post videos on or anything like that. I'm confidential about everything. So if somebody says, Hey, I don't want people knowing this, but this is what I think I do all that. You can send something in complete confidence knowing that I'm not going to spread your business. Oh, cool. If it's one thing I like to do, if I do a lot of private work as well, I've actually got three different cases right now that are private cases that I have not posted anything about. And I won't oh. because they've asked that we keep it private. Yeah. So one of them, I've actually been working, working on it for about a year and a half now. And so it's, oh. it's out of So that's pretty much all i'll go into with that one but yeah i I like a lot of private stuff that i do as well like all the videos you see like that's a lot of your properties that people have said hey yo come do a video here you know come check it out you know so that's what you see a lot of that private stuff i just i never post about it i may make like a small post here and there it's like saying hey got an investigation tonight but then that's all you'll ever hear about it right so like to keep that i do like people people to know that you can also contact me and i will keep it private.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that's great that they could do that for sure.
1: Yeah, and like I was saying, so so the phone number is on all the social media. So you can actually, that's actually a number you can also text, because text is better for me. Yeah. Because I am actually, what's funny is I am actually hard of hearing. Um, oh, okay. I am, deaf in, I am deaf in this ear. Not 100% deaf. In oh. some of my investigations, you will catch what looks like a microphone or something in my ear. It's actually a hearing aid. Oh, so, wow, I couldn't tell. Yeah. Talking on the phone for me is actually very hard. Like actually, as we're sitting here now, I've got a speaker hooked to my phone so I can actually hear you. It can get really low and I don't want to sit here and have to say what, huh, the whole time. I hate it. I hate right. it when that happens. So,
0: well, yeah, just so. just saying, you know, we've been talking for over an hour and if you didn't say anything, I wouldn't have noticed. I still don't notice, so.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've got
1: a, I've got a very good speaker hooked up right now. It's it's actually sitting behind my phone and I can I can hear really well off of it. So
0: Nice. Yeah, that's cool. So Kevin, before we end some of your upcoming projects. Are you able to talk about that? Any, you know, future investigations or what have you?
1: Yeah, I actually have quite a bit coming up. I have two that will be coming up in Nevada, probably here in the next the next two, two three months, mm. and, I, and I I'll actually be doing them at the same time, not at the, exactly the same time, but I'm going to take a trip up to Nevada and probably be up there for about a week and a half, two weeks, where I'll do the one place, and then I'll travel over because they, they're kind of far apart from each other. Yeah. So I'll actually, I'll do the one, then travel—you know, stay a couple days, travel, do the other one. Um, I've got some stuff coming up actually in Texas and New Mexico. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's actually two coming up out there. This, this is all going to be compact within the year. Uh, this isn't anything that's going to be like one after the other. That's just, I can't do that. Right. Not only is it just a lot of work, but it's also very, it drains your energy doing these investigations. Like it's, I'm one person that I, I can feel a lot of what goes on Yeah. Uh, when I'm going to a place and it does drain you over time. So I have to be careful with how many investigations I actually do per month. Right. I try to do it with maybe one a month. Sometimes it doesn't work out. I get busy with a lot of other stuff. So that's why like sometimes people will see like the page like any of the social media pages or like the youtube or like no videos will be posted for like a week or two on end because yeah. it's i'm busy with planning stuff right that i've got so much i'm working on that i just can't sit and do everything i'm only you know only being one person so right i do actually have one a recent one that will be coming up I will be taking a trip out to ramsey canyon that's going to be coming up at about the end of next month so, so cool. just being overnighter, that's going to be kind of a an interesting one because I've gotten a lot of stories from people who have gone to this place and they they won't even stay a full night there.
0: What's the history on Ramsey Canyon?
1: You know I haven't I haven't even started looking into it yet. Oh. Um, this is something I have just recently planned. Like within like the past couple of days, I've decided to book this one. Nice. So I haven't started to look because like I said, I've got stuff I got to get caught up on with the China Mary House, and so yeah. I don't want to have a bunch of stuff running in on each other. So. I'm going to start the history on that probably within the next couple weeks, you know, start planning that one out. Cause I said, it'll be about the end of next month. Nice. So yeah, it's one of those places, like I said, people won't stay a full night there. So I've, I've decided to, to say, you know what, I'm going to stay a full night. Yeah. So even if I've got to tie myself down to a bed or something or, (laughs) or whatever, I'm staying a full night. I want whatever spirits are in there messing with people. I want them to get, I want them to give me their best shot. Yeah. So that's kind of like the mentality I'm going in with. I want to see what they got. So
2: cool. uh, that's
1: going to be a fun one. That's going to be the most recent one that's going to come up. All the out of state ones that takes a lot of time to plan, with having to not not just planning, but money wise as well, financially. Because right now, besides working at the bar, I, I do make a little bit of money off my merchandise sales. It's not much, so I kind of I work my job to kind of do you know make this all work until yeah. I really get the ball rolling on some other more other things I have planned. So. In fact, with that, anybody who's bought merchandise from me—if they're watching, watching this—I really appreciate that. That's actually been really helpful. So yeah, I've got—I've got a lot coming up, and it, like I said, 2022 was going to be a busy year, and it has been so far, and it's going to continue to be because I got a lot—lot—that is coming up within the next few months.
0: Cool. Well, looking forward to seeing that for sure. Real quick. How can people find your merchandise? Is it the, what you were talking about before your pages that you already mentioned?
1: If I don't sell it in person or if I'm not running a booth, which is actually another trip that I will be planning. I forgot to mention that one. There is a Paracon up in Globe up in in May. So I will be attending that. Uh, I won't be running a booth at that one. This one, maybe next year. Uh, yeah. So like, I will make it that way. But if you go on any of the social media pages, you will find a link to, I mainly sell my merchandise on Etsy. I do have an Etsy shop. And that's where you'll find most of my merchandise. So, and I do, I like I said, I, I do make my merchandise myself. So it's not like you're going to have a long wait time. It's not, you're not going to have to wait for stuff to come over from China or anything like that. I do. I make all my own, all my merchandise here actually.
0: Oh, that's so, cool. And what is your merchandise? Yeah. What, what, what do you make? I'm a crafty person so, too.
1: I've got everywhere from hats to koozies to wristbands, to stickers. Cool. bottle openers I've got all kinds of random stuff that I make so I mean water bottles so like just kind of like anything I think is cool yeah uh, I'll make it you know
0: so cool well yeah so you guys be sure to to check that out I I love people who make handmade stuff I I do that too I I'm a huge knitter so I'll make like scarves and purses and coasters and I uh, pick sage, make sage bundles. I just, I love like making my own stuff and it is fun doing that. It's just like so rewarding. You you make
1: something yourself and then somebody buys it. You know, it's a really good feeling.
0: It is. And then they're using it and, you know, thinking of you when they're using it. And so, no, that's, that's awesome for sure. I'll have to check that out. Well, I'm so glad that we got to finally do this again. I know you're busy and, you know, I'll be going out to Tombstone sometime in the summer and, who knows? Maybe we'll run into each other and we can do an investigation together. Unless you're on one of your was, out out of town trips.
1: <laughs> I was just I was just about to say, no, we will run into each other and we will do an investigation. We got it.
2: Absolutely, so, that,
1: that would be a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, most definitely. Well, I
1: mean, even if it's a place, even if it's a place I've done already, doesn't matter. We can go back in.
0: Oh, I tell yeah. you, I, you know, I mean, every single time I go to Tombstone, I always, and I've said this before on other episodes, but I always have to go to like certain places like Birdcage and Wantarbell. Tarbell. And Tarbell is probably like one of the most active locations I've been to. You know, I've always caught yeah, something. A pretty active one. Phenomenal EVPs. I've been physically touched there. I, you know, Ovulus hits, Spirit Box hits, at EMF. I just like I've had so much happen there. It's just you know every single time it's like you're going to a different location. It's just like right. completely different. And so
1: have you ever have they ever taken you down to the
0: basement there? Yes, I was back in 2016 okay. though, and I know. So that was when Paranormal Sisters had it, and okay. so. I know it was Stacy and Nora, but Nora wasn't there the first time I was there. She like had something to do with her daughter. And so Stacy though, and Tressa, they took us down there. And it was really cool, you know, just being down there. And then a couple years back when I went, Stacy was gone and Nora was there. And they're like, oh, we just have it filled with boxes. We can't go down there. So they were using it as storage and, you know, nobody yeah. was allowed down there. So I was like, boom and everybody else was like oh that's a bummer I'm like well I've been down there <laughs> and then sure. this last yeah. time I guess the girls said that something flooded possibly or something but they said they're trying to get it to where you know they can you know get people back down there so fingers crossed maybe this summer unless they're already letting people back down there but right.
1: I want to want to say is I miss Nora too I don't know if she's going to end up watching this if she does Nora we miss you in town and get back here we got some investigating to do I love Nora. She's awesome. Yeah. She was one of the very first people I met in town. Oh, cool. And she instantly, like we did not know each other whatsoever. Mhm. How I met her was I was actually walking past her the the Undertakers when she was still there. Yeah. And she was outside. She was outside smoking. Uh, she just instantly said hi to me and she was like, "You have spirits that follow you." And like I, I looked at her like it, I I didn't know who she was. I would never met this woman before. I would never met her. <laughs> And she looked at me and she was like, you have spirits following, you know, I was thinking crazy tourists. And then I looked at her and then she introduced herself and I was like, you know what, that's actually really awesome. Because not a lot of people have just been able to just say, hey, you know, without ever meeting me, I'd never seen her before. This is the first time I'd ever seen her. Yeah. And she just instantly picked that up. And then we just started talking and uh, she did her. She used to do her card readings and I would go in every once in a while just to, you know. See what she would pull up, and I got to tell you, her her uh, her readings were always accurate with me, oh, even if I cute. didn't understand it at the time. Like when she would say something to me, I'd be like, "No, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't have anything to do with me." It has always come to pass. Like it, it, as soon as you know, I can think of a couple times she did a reading on me within like four or five months down the road. You know, at the time when she said it, I'd be like, "No, that doesn't make any sense." Four or five months later down the road, I'm sitting there and I instantly think, "Nora told me this months ago." So, yeah, we we really miss her here in town. I miss her. I hope she comes back soon. Uh, I got, yeah, I had a chance to talk to her. It was a couple months ago or about a few weeks ago, maybe a little over. And she said, when I come into town next, we're going to do an investigation. I said, yes, get back here. Let's do it.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's interesting that you said that because when I first met her, I guess it was maybe two years ago, and she was very friendly. I just had my attachment like a few years earlier and she didn't know that, but she's like, have you been to the cemetery? And I was like, no, not this trip, but I did go. She's like, don't go. She's like, don't go. They want to come back with you. And my only attachment that I've had since investigating came from boot hill. And she didn't know that at the time I told her later on, but she's like, yeah, these, it it was just crazy. She was talking about that. And, And she's like, actually, you brought somebody in with you. And he tattletaled on me because, like, I'm a rock person. So if I see, like, a cool rock, I'll take it. And so I did that under the gallows because the guy who attached to me was hanged there. And so I, like, got this rock. I was like, this is cool. And I put it in my pocket. And I have to say, Kevin, when I did that, if I pick up a rock, it's not like I'm going to a museum and getting, like, this million year old rock that's like you know protected like it's just like you know from the ground and I never feel like I'm doing anything wrong and so I grabbed the rock and I put it in my pocket and as I did that I really felt like somebody was watching me and like I was stealing and it was so weird and I still ended up taking it but that was like way earlier in the day and we had had like gone to lunch did a horse care dried, and you know did a bunch of stuff and later that night she's like yeah, somebody's with you. Who did you bring in with you? It's a man, I know that. And then all of a sudden, on the spirit box, this man says, "Pocket, her pocket." And she's like, "What's in your pocket?" I was like, "Oh," I was like, "Oh shit, a rock." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, you need to take it back, take it back." And so it was interesting. And then the man said, uh, "By sundown." <laughs> And she, it was so funny. She's like, "Well, no, now and she started lecturing." I go, "Now give her some time. She'll do it tomorrow morning." But yeah, I remember first thing that morning, I went there and I was all sad, throwing my rock back
2: over the,
1: yeah. <laughs> having to take it in the back. Like, fine, all right.
0: I know, but yeah, she's like, "Don't go, just don't go." And then we didn't go to Boot Hill, just not because of that, but because we had just so many other things we had to do. And then this last October when we were there. Me and my friends went and we finally went to Boot Hill. And I tell you, I was there for like maybe, we were there for maybe like 20 minutes when I started feeling really weird, like almost like how I felt with my attachment. And I could tell it was affecting me. And I was just like, you guys, let's go. And they're like, no, we're not done yet. And I'm just like, well, I'm going to go in the car, you know? And I think this is like our last actual day there. And we had wasted a day earlier prior in Bisbee because I had like the worst experience in the world there. And so I was like, you guys, I already wasted one day. I, I want to, you know, go back into town. And I think I might've been a little snooty with them, but I was like, and it's so funny because like, I've been to so many locations, you know, from asylums to prisons, to bordellos and just so many different places, but it seems like Boot Hill, And when I had my attachment, It was like 118 degrees that day. And so I blamed the heat then, but I just like, there's something there. And maybe that's what Nora was talking about. She's like, just don't go. And I was like, well, in general, she's like, yeah, don't go there. I'm like, okay. And she's like, when you go there, things don't go good for you. And she was right. And I'm just like, but I'm such a dumbass that I'll go back because I really like it there. It's a neat location. I just, I just have to take it in strides. You know, I have to just go for a short time, you know?
1: (laughs) And it's like me when someone tells me, yo, don't, don't go. in. Like, actually what's funny is uh, I was got the China Mary house. I just did Nora actually gave me a warning and she told me be careful in there. Ooh. You know, just, and I actually had somebody else who tried to get me to call it off and they said, Hey, don't go in there. Just call it off. Don't go in there. And I was just like sitting there, you know, reading all this, reading these messages. And I'm like, that just makes me want to go in more. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely going now. You guys are telling me not to go in. I'm so going in. <laughs> right. So, because I look to, like I said, like I was saying earlier, I look, I look to get scared. Like I, I, I'm so used to this, doing this for so many years yeah. that I want to be scared. Like I want right. something to scare me. I want to walk into a house and, and walk into a, an active house and have something grab me on the shoulder, have something shove me. Like I, I want to get scared because I just yeah. it's been so long and I, I'm so used to this stuff. No, so I don't know. Maybe we, I got a lot coming up. Like I said, we got that one. I got that one coming up end of next month we're supposedly uh nobody can stay in the place all night maybe that'll be where it happens i don't know we'll see maybe these people will finally get to see me scream i guess right no we'll find out.
0: i'm like you though kevin where it takes a lot for me to get scared you know and i think it was bruce i was telling this to, but we were talking about on the phone before recording just like how it's really kind of hard to watch those paranormal movie or paranormal shows these days. And I, I stopped watching ghost adventures several years ago, but it's like, it's like you get these guys who are investigating and they, the tiniest sound and they run out screaming. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know, like with me, it's yeah, like, yeah. stay, all,
1: don't, don't run with the camera, keep the camera rolling, keep it on there.
0: Yeah, but also they're yelling and making sounds where it's like totally like, you know, when they go back to listen, it's like all you're hearing is you screaming like a little girl. Don't you dare touch me! Stand back! No! And so for me, I just, it's so funny when I'm at an investigation and things are happening and all my senses are heightened. As you would know that, you know, it's just like you're really alert and you're keeping an ear and eye and everything. It's neat when things happen, but yeah, when I get those like EVPs or those cold spots or, you know, the weird sound or footsteps, it's like, I take it all in, you know? And it's just like, that's why I just love investigating. It's never a dull moment and it's always different.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, It's never the same story twice. Yeah. And that's why going, going when I go in to revisit somewhere, like I said, I've done the Oriental four times, but anytime they want me to come in there, if they say, Hey, you want to come in here and, and do another one? I'm in. I'm totally in there because it's never the same situation. It's never the same story.
2: So I I
1: love going in and and checking out, doing revisits to places I've already done. Yeah. I've always loved doing it and, and I will continue to do it anytime, any investigation prior that I've done. If they call me again and say, hey, you want to come back in for another, I'll be there. So that's, I just, I love doing that.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Oriental is definitely a location that I've always been interested in. Going and investigating at one. some point, yeah, yeah, that's neat. Well, never a dull moment. I really do appreciate you, Kevin, coming and joining me today. And
1: mm, I appreciate you having me on.
0: Yeah, can't wait to investigate with you someday.
1: You will as soon as. Uh, hey, it's all on you. You gotta get here. That's Once right. Once you get here, we'll
0: Hey, that sounds like a plan. Maybe go for a cruise in the hearse.
1: <laughs> we can do that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Totally cool dude, for sure. Big shout out to Kevin Wilde for being on Paranormal Prowler's podcast. Always fun talking with people who share that passion, you know, that being the paranormal and the supernatural, the unknown and the unexplained. Seriously, without that stuff, I think the world would be a very boring place. (laughs) Did you enjoy this week's episode? Yes! Yes! Listen to the others, you guys. They're all pretty phenomenal. Haven't heard every single one yet? No need to cry. Just head on over to any of those awesome podcast platforms, such as Amazon Music Podcasts, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Downcast, iHeartRadio, Basically, wherever you roam to listen to your other phenomenal podcasts, you'll probably find Paranormal Prouders podcast lurking in the background. This week's special city shoutouts go to Springdale, Arkansas, Canfield, Ohio, Findlay, Ohio, Abu Dhabi, the United Arab Emirates, and Dedham, Massachusetts. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. It is, as always, extremely appreciated. Be sure to check out next week's episode, Fresh to Your Ears, Monday morning.
2: Thank you, and have a good week, and we will see you next week.